What is going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had the amazing opportunity to catch up with Luna Aura over Zoom video. It's been about three years, actually over three years, since the last time we chatted with Luna. It was in the very beginning of the pandemic, the first time we had a chance to hang out with Luna, and she hadn't yet released the song Honey, which has since done 13 million streams, and her career has exploded since the last time we chatted. So it was really cool to not only catch up with Luna, kind of recap uh, our first conversation a little bit, but hear about the success she's had since our last conversation. She's put out two EPs. We hear about the recording process of both of those and all about her brand new EP, which is coming out called The Fiction. You can watch our interview with Luna on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be amazing if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it'd be incredible if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Luna Aura. Hi, Luna. How are you? Hey, good. How are you? Good to see you again. I was going to say, yeah, we've chatted a couple of years ago. Or yeah. Been a while. Almost. Uh, yeah, probably, it really has. Probably three years now, actually. I know. Isn't it crazy? Time flies. I know. You hadn't even released Honey yet. You're about to release Honey last time I talked. No way. That. Really? Yeah. Isn't wow. That wild? <laughs> wow. That's that is wild. Yeah. So a lot is uh, just going off of, you know, going and doing some more research on you since then. I mean, you've done quite a bit. I mean, you put out the EP, put out two EPs, I believe. And yes. uh, <laughs> so I'm excited to uh, to catch up with you. Yeah, you as well. Yeah. Jeez. I didn't even realize I was like, yeah, no, I've, I've done this podcast before, but I didn't realize it was before Honey came out. Now, I mean, Honey did really well. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Nice. Um, Maybe you're, you're a good luck charm. Maybe I should well, just talk to you yeah. every single time before I'm I down. <laughs> hey, don't threaten me. I'll, I'll have you on every time. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say your hair is kind of making a sound on the mic. Oh, it is. Okay, hold it's on. Going... Is that better? Way better. Yeah, that's the awesome. thing with the, the sometimes the mic is just gets rubbed. It'll rub on a shirt or a hair or something. It just kind of gets a little scratchy, but um, sounds good now. Awesome. Good. Sweet. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't apologize, please. Um, yeah. So uh, this is about you and your journey in music, but we already kind of got that the first time. Uh, so I'd love to just kind of pick up with you and maybe recap a little bit on uh, what we learned about you earlier. So you're from what? Phoenix area? Yeah, originally. Yeah, I'm from, well, just uh, just east of Phoenix, Gilbert Mesa area. Okay, yeah, Gilbert. That's what it was, Gilbert. Yeah, but I tell people Phoenix because they have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They're like, okay, what is uh, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. I didn't ask you before. I mean, I know you said that you were singing early on and uh, you started writing songs, I think, around 10, 11 years old. And, yes. Um, so you've been doing this for a, a very long time, but um, I'm curious, do you come from a musical household at all? Like, how did you kind of get involved? No, not really. My parents are not musical in the slightest. I think my uh, my abuelito and my abuelita on my dad's side 
they played a little bit of music. Um, mm-hmm. He played guitar and she liked to sing, but it was more of like a hobby type of thing. Um, my parents are not musically gifted at all, but my dad is a homicide detective, was a homicide detective. He's retired now. Oh, and my mom, wow. my mom had five kids. So, I mean, she was like a stay at home mom that also worked. She just worked like odd end jobs, but yeah, me and my siblings, well, my sister and my other little brother are both very creative. Um, she's like a brilliant visual artist. She makes cartoons and oh wow, um, yeah, she's really awesome. My older brother's an amazing guitarist, and I don't know where it came from. It came from somewhere though. <laughs> sure. Was he playing guitar? Was that kind of what got you into it? Just seeing your older brother play? Well, we or both really, even? yeah, we both really love music. I started singing when I was like four or five. Um, and he started playing guitar when I started playing guitar, but he was just so much better at it than me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he used to do like the weird where he would like lay the guitar down on its back and then like hit it like a drum at the same time that he was playing it. Oh, would, yeah. Yeah, he's he's really, really good. Um, he just does it as a hobby now. He's not really pursuing anything in music, but um, yeah, I mean, every all my siblings are all pretty pretty gifted my one brother frankie though i have four siblings by the way i have a lot of i got a big family five of you wow that is big yeah um he's very analytical he's going to school to be an accountant so hopefully he can handle all of our money i was gonna say yeah (laughs) now you got yourself an accountant for the i know (laughs) we're becoming like a a nice little organized system here yeah. Did you did your brother play in bands or anything, or like were you involved? He did. Yeah. At all? Yeah. Him and I used to play music together. Actually, um, when we first started, we started our own little like indie folk thing, and then he went on to like do his rock band. I did my rock band, and then I was I was the one that was like, I'm gonna really go for this, and he was like, I'm gonna go to school and be responsible Uh, sure one of us has to uh that's funny well you were you got into berkeley right but you didn't end up going yeah i got in and i was like cool (laughs) i'm good enough sounds good (laughs) right no that i remember that that was awesome you you got into you're like okay i'm i'm good uh validated i know i should be doing this yeah i I don't really feel like, like uh leaving school with a couple hundred thousand dollars in debt Oh yeah, no, I would, there was no way I was going to do that. It just felt kind of silly to me to go to school for music when you could just like go do it. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I got in, I mean, I think at the acceptance rate was like 13% that year and like hundred and something thousand kids auditioned. So when they told me I got in, I was like, all right, cool. That's the validation I needed. Now I'm going to go to LA. See you later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you go to LA just to you know, kind of pursue music? Like, did you have anything stable there at all? It was like, all right, you know, I just finished high school. Obviously, uh, I'm talented at this enough to even get into Berkeley. So I'm just going to go to LA because that's where the the scene, you know, kind of is. Yeah, I mean, I so I stayed in Arizona after high school for a little bit. I didn't go to college right away. I tried community college and i was like this is just high school that you pay for this is really dumb so a high school where people are smoking <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly where people are, are older <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i was like this is not my thing um so i was just working a lot i was working as a bartender and, and making music and playing shows in arizona 
and I kind of got to a point to where I was hitting a ceiling in Arizona. I, you know, was like in all of the local publications. I was playing a bunch of shows. I was kind of like oversaturating the market a little bit. And so I felt like it was time for me to kind of graduate and like go to a bigger city and see what I could do there. But yeah, no, I didn't really have a whole lot of connections in LA when I first moved there. I was, but I, I think the fact that I had already, you know, conquered my hometown was, mm. was like a nice, it was like a nice stepping stone to be able sure. to be like, yeah, I did all of this stuff. And now I'm coming to LA. I'm not just like coming here just with no experience. So, right. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember you played with, I mean, you opened for so many big bands last time I talked to you. I remember you're talking about that. Like, yes. Just anyone that was coming through, right. You got a chance to open for them because you were the, the thing that you were the person to play. Right. I mean, you, you could draw. Oh, yeah. I was, I was one, yeah. of, I was one of the people. Yeah. I got the call sometimes, but, um, yeah, I, at that point I had already played for a lot of people and then moving to LA, I mean, it just, everything just, it was very, it started moving very quickly. Did you start a band or join a band when you got to LA or? Um, no, I had started stuff? Luna Aura while I was in Arizona. And so oh, that's you kind did? of, okay. yeah, yeah. So that's kind of what I was hitting the ceiling with was with that project. Uh, but at that time I was, I was making pop music. It was like alternative pop music. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, I came to LA and I, I did the alternative pop thing. I was in the pop scene for a long time and was writing music for sync, you know, for TV and film. Um, and I was like, this kind of sucks because <laughs> I, because <laughs> the pop scene was just kind of gross. I didn't, I didn't really like, uh, the way that it was, it was the values in pop music at the time that I was doing it. It was very like, you know, Taylor Swift, Katy Perry, Lady Gaga. It was this like shiny, high budget type of pop. Um, and the industry at that time was still very, I mean, it still is in a lot of ways, but it was, it was pretty sexist and kind of gross. And it was like, your looks were really important. Yeah. You know, You'd age know. out at like 22. Exactly. 1,000. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, you're 22. You're too old now. So yeah, like, uh, um, you know, you missed your, you missed your peak. Exactly. You been here five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh, you're not 12. Yeah. yeah. No, it's really good. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really gross. Um, hundred percent. Yeah. So it was kind of a, it was a really toxic, I think time to be in pop music. It pop music think thankfully got a lot better. It became, more inclusive and uh -huh. um over time and now it's just kind of you know it's formed into a different version of pop now i mean which it, it always does that i mean it just stands for popular so um i think like rap music hip-hop that was starting to become king a little bit more uh -huh. um i wasn't really into what i was doing or what i was writing I, would, I just felt like i was doing what i thought i needed to do to get to the goalpost, which was like making it uh, -huh. uh, but I didn't even really know what making it was to myself. And I think that it's different for everyone else. And so I got kind of fed up and worn out, burnt out for sure. I was writing a lot and I was like, I'm just going to start going back to my roots and like going back to the things that make me happy, like rock music. And the only reason why I wasn't doing it was because it was this big thing that rock music was dead. And like, yeah, it, was, it was like it a dinosaur it, genre. Right. It was, I mean, for a minute. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, even it, when we talked, it was still pretty, pretty like, there was a huge resurgence <laughs> after our conversation, even a hundred percent. Yeah. Cause and it came it, back. It didn't have, I mean, 
you started to kind of see that like pop punk emo thing mm-hmm. starting to kind of happen again. And then I felt like now it's just like it was like way in the forefront. I don't know. Now it, it's kind of feel like. I don't know, maybe dwindling down a little bit, but not as much. But like it was it just came back out of nowhere. I was like, whoa, like yeah. this scene is back. Like and that's what I grew up on and loved, obviously. And it was like, wow, this is crazy to see this. It's crazy to see this festival in in Vegas with all these bands that I saw played at like 15 people. Now they're, you know, there's this huge hundred thousand whatever festival happening with them all. Totally. Yeah. That yeah, that happened in like 2020, right? Yeah, it was like 2020, 2021. It started like Machine Gun Kelly kind of had that song with Youngblood. And then that was like the end of 2019 into 2020. And then it was like it started peaking or going up. I mean, TikTok had like simple plan, like dance challenges and all this crap. And it was just (laughs) it was like bizarre. (laughs) Oh, I know. So strange. TikTok. Very strange. Um, Yeah, it, it really had a resurgence. So it was like perfect timing for me. And I, I wasn't necessarily, you know, I'm not necessarily pop punk. I wouldn't consider no, but I my genre pop just, punk. I was just like, in general, just like guitars kind of came exactly. back for a minute. <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. Rock music started coming back. And so yeah. it, it was good timing for me because, you know, even my genre of rock, the kind of alternative 90s yeah, like Yeah, like the, especially the earlier stuff was like very like, yeah, industrial, like oh, not yeah. industrial, but like like that Nine Inch Nails. garbage kind of rad uh like grunge scene was you were kind of in that lane a little bit perfect timing nailed it (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) um no i I was i was really happy about that i mean now it's like allowing me way more opportunity so i'm really thankful for that um Uh but yeah now i'm i'm just continuing to kind of refine my sound and and keep developing and getting better and and more honest and yeah i feel good yeah yeah i'm curious to to hear like what what kind of what's been going on because i think crash dive was out that was the one song you had out and Mm -hmm. i was honey the next one or english boy is the next one i think i think honey yeah Yeah, you hadn't had that was the one song you had out and you were gonna release honey i think like the friday after our conversation and then i look you know i remember it blowing up and doing well but you look now it's like almost has 13 million plays like it's in, like the streams on it are crazy and i know like, tell me you were like i asked you i'm like why you know you said oh i have a bunch of songs i'm just kind of holding i have an ep but it was kind of that obviously covid and like all the stuff that was happening with you know the civil rights and all that stuff was all in you're like i'm just don't really feel like releasing it yet so i'm kind of you kind of waited right yes to, to put the music out yeah i waited um yeah, when when all of the George Floyd stuff was going on and there was, you know, there's all that hustle and bustle that was happening in the US, it mm. just felt tone deaf to be putting out music. I felt like it was a time to really focus on like black creators and, and people that, you know, deserve to be heard at that point in time. So, mm. yeah, I took a little bit of a break. I, I had a schedule set in place, so I like just kind of I like halted my schedule for a little bit yeah. and then waited a few months and then ended up releasing the rest of it. I think like more towards the fall when it felt more appropriate. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I'm happy I did that because it just elongated the life of, of the EP. It wasn't like I just put it all out and then everyone forgot about it. 
I was right. able to really like stretch out the lifespan. And I think that was really helpful for me. Mm -hmm. And yeah, because you were I asked you like why you picked Honey as the next song you're going to put out. And you're like, oh, I just love it. I think it's going to be a great song. And then obviously everybody else thought the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> you called your shot. Like um, so when you when you put it out, like how quickly did it start to see traction? Or like where did you really see it blow up at was it like a TikTok thing or like what kind of started it do you remember or was it just it something was, that people latched onto right away yeah it was like spot a spotify editorial playlists um okay. were picking it up a ton so i mean i was on playlists that had millions of followers so that was really helpful and then also the song was really successful in the sync space so it ended up being in you know tons of tv shows it was in riverdale it was oh in, yeah um a bunch of netflix series it was in some hbo series showtime series so it it performed really really well and it was used a lot for um for like promos so it wasn't mm. necessarily used specifically in just scenes it was used a lot for when they were promoting um new shows and new seasons which i think gets a lot more visibility Oh yeah. Um, if you get like a trailer or uh, something exactly. like that. I mean, it's something that you're people are watching thousands upon time, uh, you know, each just like yeah. I, my kid, like when a movie trailer comes out for like a Marvel movie, I think he's watched the trailer like 75 <laughs> times. And it's like, you know, it, it just, the song just keeps getting in your head and you're like, oh, okay. So like, I could see that being a massive plus. Yeah. And then I, it was in a uh, Riverdale. It was in like a really pivotal scene um, where two of like the main characters that no one ever expected to be like hooking up, like hooked up. And it was this like shower sex ah. scene. And it was like this big moment in the series. And so that got a lot of visibility as well. <laughs> My music also funny enough is just like, it's either in like, it's either in like a fight scene or a sex scene, but there's like no in between. <laughs> One or the other. But those yeah. are usually the most viewed parts of the song or the the shows, right? Yeah, exactly. My so. my sync licensing team is always like, we got another steamy scene. I'm like, oh, did we? <laughs> You're like, perfect. <laughs> yeah, great. Sounds good. I'm all in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that song obviously does incredible. And you put out the EP. And were you able to do anything as far as like playing live shows or or was everything still like locked down at that point? Because la we talked last time there wasn't a vaccine or anything. It was just like, oh, my gosh, I know. Kind of just trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Yeah, I think like it hadn't even really. I don't even think the pandemic was a thing when we talked. Was it, it was. It was. It was. Yeah, OK. Just, it was like three months. It just after started. It started. Yeah. It. It, it, like, I think we talked in June, maybe like or, that's like, right. It's been probably three years. Yeah. So it was like around June. And then I, you put out honey, like a couple, like, a, I think it was like coming up like a week or two weeks later. So it was like, we had only been in the pandemic for like three months. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. I remember. I remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. I forgot what we were talking about though. What were we? Oh, yeah, I, I was just asking I had like, to, yeah, I, didn't I, had know, know, I had to know the timeline. It's my ADHD. I'm like, <laughs> let me know all the details. No, 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 no. A hundred. Uh, no, you know, so yeah. I was wondering if like once you had a chance to release uh, the EP, the first EP, were you able to like support it as far as like touring or anything or? Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> takes me a second. Oh, um, same here. All good. <laughs> 
Um, no, not really. Okay. <laughs> I didn't really. Yeah, I think everything was like closed down that whole Still, year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. 2021. So, but I did get to do uh, when I released the EP in the fall, I did get to do uh, like a live performance like a virtual live thing and mm -hmm. i did it spin magazine oh, um wow. yeah and we did it at this like really cool venue in in arizona and it was actually like a, a lighting company like a lighting and sound company that had their own warehouse and so they just decided to set up all of their lighting and sound in this warehouse and do virtual shows from there which was really really smart um yeah and yeah. So, and we got Spin Magazine to come and, and film it and it aired live. And I, I think you can still see it on YouTube as well. But so I got to do that. That was really fun. And then it's strange. Like you're probably playing to no one, right? Were you playing to a screen? Yeah. So you're playing to like three screens of yourself. <laughs> so that was strange. And then behind those screens, there's like a whole like, board where there's like maybe like six or seven people behind it and then all the guys walking around with the cameras and the big like you know the cameras coming in from like the little machine yeah yeah it was it was wild it was the first time i'd ever done anything like that i would imagine that's probably what it feels like to play for like a late night show or like snl minus, yeah, yeah. minus all of the audience um but it was it was cool it was fun I liked it. It everyone was online. I could see all the comments as people were like commenting. So there's oh, a that's screen. cool. Yeah, it was it was really cool. It was interesting. It wasn't I'm not I wasn't used to it. I don't think I'll ever get used to that. But um hopefully I don't have to deal with that anymore. I can actually I was gonna go say, shows, yeah. Yeah, at least you, you gotta experience it. It's a it's one of those things where it's like hopefully, fingers crossed, I will never come back to that again and right. you know in the yeah. moment you had a chance to kind of experience that whole yeah different. i mean <laughs> I, it, was nice, it was nice to know that you could adjust you know i mean right thank, right thank god for the internet and allowing us the ability to still be able to perform in some sort of capacity mm -hmm. um you know not even if you're not really making money it's still nice to like share your art and be able to to promote it mm -hmm. yeah and then you did sweet sensation that was the next ep you put out yes okay. yeah that one was like that was just like a fun collaborative thing that i did i had worked with like a bunch of my close friends um the visuals for that were like so off the wall and campy and that was i was just having so much fun with that project and um it felt right to do something like that that felt like colorful and bright but kind of had these really serious undertones as far as like the content was concerned and like the lyrical content because mm -hmm. it really was about a lot of it was just about like wanting to feel better after having like such a hard year and um you know like smile is a song about like taking medication to feel good you know to feel better again and you know sweet sensation is i'm just looking for a sweet sensation like looking for anything you know drinking drugs like all of the above to to just feel somewhat normal after such a bizarre year mm -hmm. um and tumultuous year so it was, it was fun to be able to take all of like those kind of negative feelings and instead of being like, I'm going to make this like really serious project about like how horrible everything was. I wanted to right. kind of flip it on its head and do something that was like bright and colorful and felt happy um, 
and I, I feel like we killed it. It's, it's a really fun EP. I like it a lot. Oh yeah. It's a great, great, great EP. Thank um, you. Yeah, no, I really like it a lot. I was wondering, cause I know you wrote a lot of, or maybe all of the, the first EP, um, prior to the pandemic, right? Like that yes. was all done. Yeah. You were working mm -hmm. with uh, JT Daly, who was in Nashville. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And did you work like uh, coming into that second one? Were you, who, who did you end up working with? I know you said you had a home studio before. Like, was that something that you self-produced or uh, when it came to the songwriting on Sweet Sensation, what was that like? Um, no, I worked with my friend Jordan, who's in a band called The Ready Set. Um, okay, and I know that band. Yeah, so Jordan is a great producer. Also, Cameron Walker, um, they're kind of a duo. I, I know that the two of them are the ready set pretty much. Mm -hmm. um, so I worked with Cameron Walker. I worked with Jordan and they're just homies. Like we just, I think Sweet Sensation was the first song we ever, oh no, Smile was the first song we ever wrote together. And it just went so well. So we did it again and we wrote Sweet Sensation together. And then I did another song with my friend Ian who is just like one of my very good friends. And then uh, my best friend, Andrew, uh, he has a project called No Love for the Middle Child. Oh, I've had uh, him on uh, my, my podcast. Before. Oh, nice. Yeah. So yeah. And yeah. Andrew's like one of my best friends in the world. So oh yeah, he's so good. My wife like loves his music. He's so good. I know <laughs> yeah. we were talking, we were talking about possibly doing like an indie folk project together. Oh, that'd be rad. That'd I mean, be really rad. wouldn't it be so fun? We just talked about it like, I think yesterday we just talked about it. Actually, I see him all the time, so I'm like, I'm what on day board. Was it? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> we should we should try it because we just him and I wrote a song for this new EP that I'm about to release, and it's called Blind, and it's really good. It's got this like cool uh, third eye blind, which is funny because it's called Blind. Yeah, third eye <laughs> third eye blind sound. It's um, I love it, third it, eye it blind. I know, me too. <laughs> that band's so good. It reminds me of that that era and and that specific album that you know made them who they are um and i was like we were singing it together you know as we're writing it and i was like wow we sound really good together and so i was i just like talked to him yesterday i'm like what do you want to do some sort of like indie folkish type of thing and he was like i'm so down so i think we might start writing something together wow that would be exciting i'd love yeah. to have both of you on that'd be that fun out. yeah that'd be yeah. super fun um <laughs> yeah he produced he produced too little too late um okay yeah so it was just like a really i didn't work with any specific producer like i did like i worked with jt for three cheers mm -hmm. um it was just more of like i just wanted to have fun write something collaborative feel like a sense of like togetherness and community with the second project um yeah and that's and, and that's with the third about. one is it similar to the second project or did you take a different lane when it came to no it? i i wanted to dive a little bit more into doing what i did with the first one and get a little bit more conceptual with it um and the this next ep that i'm releasing is called the fiction and it's kind of i guess like the the theme of it is is fallacy and lies and sort of lies that we tell ourselves and each other and um and I released obviously money bag already mm -hmm. and, and lost in the fiction. Yeah. Lost in the fiction. I think you just put out, right? Yeah. I just put that out. I, and I love, I love those songs, but I worked specifically with Simon Oscroft for this EP. Okay. Um, I did, did you do that in LA. 
Yeah. So Simon is great. He is based, like he lives right down the street from me. So he's based here in LA and he is from New Zealand and he just like, I feel like a lot of producers that live outside of the U S when they live in like Europe or they live in Australia, New Zealand, they tend to have that sound that I'm going for just kind of in their DNA. Mm -hmm. Um, because like American rock music versus European rock music is a very different thing. Um, Uh yeah. And I'm, I'm really going for that kind of cool European sounds like blur the hives. That's sort of like more of what I'm tackling for this EP. Um, yeah. So I, I'm just sort of refining my sound and like what that is. And so I'm leaning more on that kind of like cool nineties vibe for this one. But Simon is, I mean, he was like born to make this kind of music. So, (laughs) uh, so it was really easy. I mean, we wrote the whole thing in like five days and yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. I can't wait. Is there like a, you said it's another, like has a, a concept or is it like a concept EP? Like, is there like a through line for the whole thing or? Yeah. So every song like touches on, you know, like I said, like fallacy, you know, lies yeah. we tell ourselves, lies we tell but other people. But it's not like a, can, can, it's not like a story, I guess is my question. Uh, no, kind of, I guess it depends on how you look at it. It could oh, be okay. a story. It's not like a chronological story that has like a narrative by any means, but okay. like it definitely tells like a larger story when it's all put together. Um, but the visuals are also like very, I've, I did like the whole monochromatic white, thing oh rad yeah everything's like very clean it's very cohesive um in a lot of ways like how my first ep was okay yeah yeah the the imagery thus far is cool yeah it's just like an object and white and like is each like does that all kind of relate to what the whole project is about yes exactly yeah so like do you have a telephone i'm trying to look at the yeah, Lost in the Fiction is a telephone. It's like a telephone with a snake on it. Yeah, and there's a there's a line in Lost in the Fiction, um, basically being like, like, what are you gonna do when no one, when nobody answers the call? So I had a telephone, and then the, in Money Bag there was a Bible that had like a cutout in it that had money in it. Yeah, like a hundred in it. And there's the snake is yeah. still there though. And I sort of wrote that about people that I've you know had experiences with and that I've worked with in the music industry that, you know, portray themselves as these like, you know, morally superior, like really good people. But the truth is, is that they're really just greedy Mm -hmm. and, you know, full of it. So that's what that one is, is about. (laughs) Okay. And is the snake, like kind of the, the the you know like the darkness like the lie or whatever that's kind of coming through it yeah the snake is the lie yeah the snake is a lie but also you know it represents like a white snake will represent you know change and oh, and and, so, and something new um so i kind of i kind of liked how those played off of each other because it was a new project a new vibe a new era um but yeah the snake definitely represents like the lie that's cool that's a yeah they're great uh photos I'm thank you so much are you doing more singles before the ep comes out or how are you gonna do it i'm doing almost every single song as a single before the ep comes out which is like what i did with the first ep too yeah. um i just want to give them all a chance to kind of have their moment before before releasing a project because i i found nowadays in the digital age um <laughs> 
people have a really short attention span and they don't dig as as deeply into things as they used to so when you release an album for example there's maybe only like one or two songs that really perform well and the rest of them like no one even listens to because they're just like well why would i listen to this when i have the song i already like you know um because we're in that sort of like playlist era where you know even if someone likes one of my songs maybe that's the only song that they ever listened to by me and they don't listen to anymore but i mean obviously people listen to all of my music as well right but but we are in that era of music where it's like i like this song by this artist and that song by that artist and you know and it's we're in like the playlist world so um keeping that in mind i want to give every single one of my songs a chance to to be able to kind of stand on its own and and not be forgotten (laughs) i think that's a great idea yeah right now it's like there's if you throw a whole ep or a whole album out it's like yeah there's people's attention spans like oh no i'll I'll go back and listen to the rest of that and it's like then five other things come out and you're like oh absolutely yeah you already forget you know what i mean i mean unless you're already an established artist as well like if you've got you know a great following you know if you're taylor swift you can put an album out right exactly beyonce (laughs) you know you you could like poop on a plate and everyone be like it's amazing i love gold record yeah (laughs) one thousand percent but when you're kind of at my level and you're still sort of building um i think it's smart to to make sure you're focusing on each track having its own like its own life and its own world Mm -hmm. i think yeah 100 percent. you got some awesome shows coming up you're doing big couple big festivals and then obviously the Corey taylor tour which is going to take up you know, starting what uh, September, I think. It yeah, kicks off. mid mid September it kicks off. It starts in Connecticut, I believe. That must be exciting. I'm so excited. I mean, I was really excited about hearing about the festivals, and I heard that I got both of them simultaneously because it's it's the same owner, this the same uh, team that puts on the festivals. So yeah, aftershock and louder than life, and I mean, I got the heads up on like who's playing and. I was so, so excited to hear about that. And then shortly after that, I got the Corey Taylor tour. My management called me and they're like, they're like, yeah, so Corey Taylor wants to bring you on the road. And I was like, who's that? Because to me, because <laughs> to me, I was like, in my head, I was thinking this poor guy who called his project Corey Taylor, not knowing that there is a Corey Taylor of Slipknot. Like what an idiot. Yeah, like in the back yeah. of my mind, I was just like, this guy is so dumb. And my manager was like, Slipknot, Corey Taylor. Like, it, it was just like, I couldn't even fathom. That oh, that yeah, was that he would the, just, cause you would think like Stone Sour or the, or Slipknot. Yeah. There's no, I, I, in my brain, I was just like, there's no way it's like the Corey Taylor, you know? Right. Like, right. So I was, so I asked my manager, I was like, Wait, who's, who's Corey Taylor? Like, what, what are you talking about? And he's like, Slipknot, Corey Taylor. I was like, really? Wait, are you sure? Like, I was really. Yeah, was are you like sure this is the right Corey Taylor? Yeah, because I mean, Slipknot is iconic. It's oh, just, yeah. it's legendary. I mean, Corey Taylor himself is is legendary. So um, it took me a minute to even like believe that it was real. And and then once they said the word Slipknot, I was like, holy shit. It's like, it is real. <laughs> Whoa, okay, cool. Of course I'm going to do it, especially because, you know, he, they told me that Wargasm was opening and I'm a huge fan of Wargasm. So I'm also very, very excited to be on the road with them. That'll be awesome. And you're probably playing with theaters, I would guess, at least. 
Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna definitely. be big. I mean they're gonna be big rooms. Yeah, I'm 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 really excited. I can't wait. That's awesome. I know the ladder in life. I've moved to Nashville since the last time we talked. Oh, I'm moving to Nashville. Are you really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. You're making Thank you. Making a good move. I'm from San Diego and this is the best thing I've ever done. I mean I everyone keeps telling me that. Yeah, I've had oh. Cameron Walker, the guy that I was telling you about from the Ready Set, he moved and he is so happy and he feels like he's getting way more work. He's like just it's way more peaceful. He's uh-huh. not dealing with all the kind of like minutiae that you deal with in Los Angeles and in the Los Angeles music scene. So I'm I'm really excited to get there and, and start feeling like at peace and like oh, it, it, it's, that's exactly it. Like I we came here and I'm just like, wow, everyone like you'll be driving and people are like your neighbors will just wave to you. Yeah. People are so going nice. On? <laughs> They're so like people are so nice, which I'm already kind of naturally like that. Like I always say hi to people. It's like it's this funny thing that I do when I walk around with my friends like on a Sunday or whatever. And every single time we walk past someone, I always say hello or good morning or good oh, afternoon. Yeah. And I started doing it because I noticed how uncomfortable it was making people. And so then it just became funny. But when you actually do it out there, people people reciprocate and they don't like, yeah, look that's at you, like, like why are you talking to people, me? Yeah, most here people just do it, right? I mean, that was the one thing I noticed, like just driving and somebody would wave and I'm like, huh. And I then, know. Did that, were they crazy? waving at me? And then like the five, you know, <laughs> then I noticed it like more and more. And I'm like, oh, they are like, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what? You're like looking around like, what? Yeah. And every, me, yeah, me? It, it, the, the, yeah, the quality of life here for me and my family is just been the best decision we've ever made. I mean, that's so awesome. Congratulations. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. You'll be I hope you'll be happy here, but I would I would be shocked if you weren't. I mean, I've been in LA for 10 years and I'm kind of, I'm at that point already where all I do is complain about it. So I think it's time to go. Yeah. Um, no yeah, state I, tax. I, I mean, it's beautiful here. Oh gosh. Yeah. No income tax is so nice. It's also yeah. so much cheaper to live there. Um, uh-huh. But it feels to me the way that LA felt 10 years ago. Like it, it has that sort of energy to it. Mm-hmm. And I think LA ever since the pandemic has just completely lost that. Um, oh, it's yeah. like somehow getting shittier and more expensive at the same time. <laughs> right. I don't know how that's possible, but yeah, it, that's what's happening. Uh-huh. I'm also kind of, you know, like I love all my friends here and I think the music scene out here is great. There's so many talented people, but I think it's also at the same time is a very toxic place to be an artist because it's the values that people have, you know, it feels more like people are interested in being famous and being like followed mm-hmm. and having like a bunch of followers and and not necessarily the music and i think that the music suffers because of it so i'm excited to go to a place like nashville where like everything is about the song you know yes. it's about it's about making the best song possible and it's not about all the kind of like the smoke and the mirrors around it where la kind of does enough of that for the two of them <laughs> right right it's interesting because you will like see you know uh, like where i live i live jason aldean will like shop at the target and goes to the gas where do you live i'll tell you after oh (laughs) Oh, you know what oh got it are you in nashville proper you just on the outside no no i'm south of nashville okay that's where i'll be as well okay well i'll when i've done when we're done recording i'll I'll yeah but like yeah like people won't like you you don't see like the this like 
big stature celebrity people that have the fil- followers and the you know s- songs they people don't really go up and bug them be like oh hey can i get a picture like it's just not i don't it's, notice it at all it's yeah there's no like clout chasing right yeah. not at all like i and think like be maybe people... in the smaller circles of like the musicians themselves that are kind of trying to like do something there might be a little bit but i don't i can't see it being as bad as the los angeles music scene yeah i mean i i've i've seen a lot of big artists and i've yet to see somebody like really go up and bug them about like a picture that's cool yeah, yeah like jelly i've seen like jelly roll and like i no love jelly roll no one will be like hey dude uh, maybe he gets i'm sure he does obviously people know who he is but it's not i don't it's just a little different than la i think yeah i think if you're like in you know on broadway probably but like you know where all the tourists hang out but i think if yeah. you're out, if you're outside of nashville a little bit it's definitely like way more chill it's a bit different for sure yeah but um totally. yeah we'll chat about the the yeah i'm curious of where you're gonna be here um and you have the the ep coming out and this tour and it's awesome to see all that you've done in just a couple of years since we chatted last yeah thanks like i said you're like my good luck charm <laughs> hopefully we'll we'll do it again on this next ep with this with this interview but um i have one more question for you i asked mm-hmm. you last time but i'm gonna do it again uh, i want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists advice interesting i wonder if this will be the same as my advice that i gave last time i don't Um, remember what you said last time i don't remember either well hopefully it's not the same if it is if it is that's then you know it's good advice yeah exactly (laughs) um (laughs) for aspiring artists i would say uh don't compare yourself to other people um live your life and live your career um as an artist like it belongs to you uh, and nobody else and look inward when you're trying to figure out which way to go. 